right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Philadelphia 76ers postgame show. It feeds like a locomotive up Broad Street. Sarge is going to turn, he'll get it off, and he rolls it in. The Sixers postgame show, right now on 97.5 The Fanatic. Maybe it's just something about the sports mojo of the city right now, but man, Philadelphia... On a roll, 76ers steamroll past the Pelicans, 182 a game. That was much more one-sided than the final score would suggest. Sixers flat-out dominant. Joel Embiid helped get things started. And the Sixers never looked back by winning their second straight game, improving to 2-0 on this homestand, and getting two games over the 500 mark as they wind down their pre-All-Star game stretch of the schedule. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. We're standing by for Brett Brown's post-game press conference. We're going to hear from Tom McGinnis as well one more time and play back some of his highlight calls. Let's start with the big man, Joel Embiid. He did not miss his first six shots. (laughs) He had 16 points and six rebounds, a very respectable night by the standards of mere mortals in the NBA by the end of one quarter of play. By halftime, he had a 20-10 and 10 game, and after three quarters, which was indeed and understandably so the end of his night, 24 points, 16 rebounds, 11 of 18 from the field, and he just was totally imposing his will, not only against the Pelicans, but perhaps more intriguingly and significantly against his all-star starting center counterparts, Anthony Davis. I mean, it really, tonight, was not even close. Davis finishing with 14 points, 8 rebounds, 6 of 19 from the floor, and Joel was just able to do whatever he wanted. Ben Simmons stirring the drink all evening long, 10 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, He was able to get some buckets to go early, was not able to be as steady with his shot down the stretch of his playing time, but the luxury of not having to be out there in the fourth quarter on the first night of a back-to-back, very big. Dario Scharch, somehow, this is just one man's opinion, but it's almost like the steadiness and consistency of his play 
has been flying under the radar, and it's like something that at this point you're taking for granted or you expect game in, game out on a regular basis. 24 points from him, his second 20-point game in a row. He's scored in double figures, 32 straight games, and he's just finding ways to, especially on the heels of a start to the season where he was looking to find his role with more playmakers on this team. He has certainly done that, gotten into a real steady groove. 8 of 11 overall, 4 of 5 from outside the arc, 4 of 4 from the line, 5 boards, 4 assists, plus 32. Embiid was plus 33 in the Sixers, 182 victory over the Pelicans. What were some of the key tracking points in tonight's game? 14 to 2, 23 to 2. Both of those stoppages resulted from timeouts called by the Pelicans. Sixers were up by 18 after a quarter, their second largest first quarter lead of the season. They were in front by 15, but led by as many as 18 in the second quarter. Score at halftime was 56-41. You know, the Pelicans kind of, eh, showed signs of life in the third quarter. You know, there were junctures where... You could say it looks like they're getting themselves back into the game. But the Sixers responded in kind by scoring 18 points in a row, bridging the end of the third and into the fourth quarters, and that gave them control of the game. They were up 84-52 after three quarters of play, and the reserves got to see the Sixers through to a 182 victory. Let's join in progress, Brett Brown as we can we played well we were able to get them out to your point back to backs here at home which is very rare you know we've given ourselves our best chance to be able to see him uh, play back to back tomorrow night I was surprised that he played tonight you know really that was that was declared to me uh, we start film at 35 it was declared to me at about 36 minutes even even later and uh, Obviously, we welcomed him into the team after his warm-up. He felt good enough to play. What's that? Is that him again driving that? Thing? Yeah. Yeah, to, to his credit. Like, he came flying through the film room, you know, grabbed a seat. He looked good to go. And, uh, you know, he always – he loves playing basketball. It's one of the things that is most admirable about him. He really loves playing basketball. Even when he was injured and, and rehabilitating, he wanted – you know, to play pickup when we're at PCOM. He just liked playing basketball. And, uh, you know, to his credit, he loves playing at home. He loves playing in front of these fans. And we appreciate him getting through some level of pain to be able to do this. He, he did. I mean, when you look at his stat line in really, what, half a game, you know, it's to your point, Keith, it's a, it's a pretty impressive um, stat-filled sort of uh, box score sheet I'm looking at in only 24 minutes. And I thought our starters, you know, we came in, I think if you looked at the, the first period, 14 points, the third period, 11 points, so much of everything that we did was generated through our defense. And uh, Joel was a obviously a huge contributor there. There's been so many games where you guys go with a clean, you rest your starters, you go to the bench, and then things don't go as planned. So what was the difference tonight? I know the Pelicans outscored you in the fourth, but what was yeah. the difference that you guys held on for this? I think the turnovers, we had no turnovers in the third period. And 
you know, when we can guard like we guard, and we do it well most nights, and we can just get a shot, as simple as that sounds, then you have a really good chance to maintain a lead. And if you do that and you don't foul and make the game static and stop, start, stop, start, you've got even a better chance of doing that. And so I feel like somewhere between those three things, you know, we, we held on. We, we held them to 11 points. And um, as we said, we're able to effectively put our bench on the floor the entire fourth period because of it. Was there any thought of bringing Ben back in? I mean, he was, what, one rebound away? I was aware of it all, and I, I just, it's not how I'm wired. I, I understand it. My answer is no. There wasn't any thought. I, I was aware of it. It's just, you know, not how I sort of see the world. I get it, but the risk-reward with anything happening is stuff you just couldn't sleep at night with. It's, it's irresponsible. 76ers head coach Brett Brown following the Sixers' 182 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. And if you heard it as he detailed... On a night in which Joel Embiid was not even a definitive presence for the Sixers in terms of his availability for game activity, the Sixers went into their film study about 45 minutes before the game. Doubtful and somewhat questionable whether or not Embiid would play. The official designation for him was questionable. But then he felt good enough to go. He expressed as much and looked like he was at his best, you know, at his pretty frightening to think if that's what Joel Embiid can do on a slightly sore ankle when at full strength. We've seen it, but tonight just a reminder of what type of force he can be a truly special talent for the 76ers. Joel Embiid with 24 points, 16 rebounds, keying a phenomenal start for the 76ers. They were up 18-32 to 14 after one quarter of play by as many as 35 points early on in the fourth quarter. And they rolled their way to an 18-point triumph over the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll break down this one a little bit more with Tom McGinnis. He's standing by. It's the post-game show on the Sixers Radio Network. An overpowering performance from the Philadelphia 76ers tonight, 182, defeating the New Orleans Pelicans. Final score not nearly doing the way this game played out Enough justice. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. Joel Embiid, Dario Scharch, each with 24 points. Embiid had 16 rebounds. He was plus 33. Scharch was plus 32. Ben Simmons nearly a triple-double in only 25 minutes of play. And all things considered, Tom McGinnis, I guess at the end of the night it doesn't really matter by which way these wins come. Bottom line is the Sixers are now two games over 500 once again. They are trying to establish their positioning in the Eastern Conference. The Clippers defeated the Pistons. That was a good thing. But, man, when you see the way games like this start, you're reminded of what this team can be when they're really clicking on both ends of the court. It was incredible. Absolutely. Third quarter would fit into that, too. And it does matter a little bit how you win just because, you know, you can win ugly and like, ah, boy, they got to clean up this, that, and the other. And tonight the only thing you could say was, boy, the Pelicans reserves outplayed the Sixers reserves in the last six minutes of the game. But the other part, the Sixers flat-out dominated, particularly that Embiid-Davis matchup where they outscored them something to the tune of 32-6 to that I, I shared with Joel. Embiid was phenomenal. Typically, that three-point shot is something he uses to kind of trick the defender at the beginning. But tonight, he just came out firing. He made his first two threes. Ben was really good. 
uh, and then uh, you know Dario was terrific, great overall performance. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't really ask for a better home game when you play another home game tomorrow night, and that is dominate, blow out the opponent, and your top players spend the entire fourth quarter on the bench and play less than half the game. And more importantly, too, the Sixers, you know, they had to kind of rebuild the lead a little bit in the third, but once it got to 35 points, I mean, obviously, that was good night, Irene, and, and that's what you want to do. You want to take care of business, and I thought, and again, just one little caveat, a little high turnovers, but the Sixers dominated the game and they put it out of reach. There was no doubt they were winning this game, which has been at times in question with the way they've lost leads, but not tonight. So they appear to be, they continue to build big leads and now they're protecting them better, particularly in these last two games. 76ers over the Pelicans, 182. And it is like, Tom, it feels like that the Sixers are in this stage of their growth and development where while the talent has certainly been upgraded and increased compared to the first four years of Brett Brown's tenure, they're still playing with the same amount of scrap and hustle and spirit. And when you combine those two factors together, if you're an opposing team and you're not ready for that, <laughs> look out because it comes together and it hits you like a blitz. They're the best Eastern Conference team in first quarters, and the last two games especially to begin this homestand have shown that. Absolutely. You make a really good point. I mean, the Sixers got a lot of uh, – credit and respect over the last few years but boy did they play hard you know what I mean and everybody including like for instance J.J. Redick who was looking in from afar in years past like whoa what, what is up with Brett Brown these guys play so hard for him and you're right that element is still there even on that play where T.J. dove at center court didn't get the ball but got a standing ovation because that's Philly tough that's what people respect around here and then as you say now you bring in talents like Embiid and Simmons and Dario in his second season, and, and including Redick, who was again in double figures and is averaging around 17 points per game. It's a, it's a really potent combination, and again, they're coming together and beginning to play better and better. Now, they've been two, three games over 500 in the past and then have had a little dip, so you want to see that consistency and for them to finish out this last three games before the All-Star break and then going to an undermanned Chicago team when the thing restarts in late February, but uh, so far so good. They've done a really good job, and now they got a Clippers team that's playing well. Lou Williams is scoring the ball. They add Tobias Harris. Austin Rivers is back in, and they they had a big win tonight. They came from behind. It's a great opportunity, but uh, nonetheless, another important and difficult game tomorrow night against the Clippers. Before we wrap up our dissection of tonight's game and get to some hardcore analysis about the 97-5, the Fanatic annual knockout tournament taking place in front of us here at the center, are we talking enough about Dario Sharge? I, I mean, I know everyone appreciates him and recognizes his abilities, but 32-game double-figure scoring streak, and, and perhaps most encouragingly, really has seemed within the last month, month and a half, to find his groove surrounded by an amplified cast of playmakers, which at the outset of the season he was looking to find his way. Well, how about that? He started the season on the bench. Right, right. And Brett Brown's like, no, th this is this can't work. He's too good. we got to get him in the lineup. And you're right. Now, he, uh, when you say are we talking about it enough, I, I think in general, no. And, you know, obviously during the counts and description of the game we are because he's racking up big-time points, as you say. But he is really solid. And obviously when his three-point shot is going, 
well, then his game goes to a, a whole nother level. He certainly is getting better at that. He's a little up and down at times, but tonight he's just at 6'10", he's going to be open just by the fact that he's shooting over. Even if a defender is closing out or in proximity, he's able to get that ball over the top of them because of his height and re his release point. But he is, I mean, he... You're talking about a core four or whatever. He is firmly entrenched in there among Charge. I'm sorry, among Simmons and Bede and, and J.J. Redick. He's just a terrific young player. And, again, look, and I, I thought about this last night with Peyton being traded, okay? McDermott is now on his fourth team, and those two guys were sandwiched right around Dario Charge. Yes, the Sixers had to wait two years as he played professional, professionally in Turkey, but where's Dario Charge now with those guys in those, in those draft position, 10, 11, 12 in that draft four years ago? Clearly, he's without question the best player amongst them, and, boy, the Sixers are so lucky to have him. No doubt about it. 76ers beat the Pelicans 182. All right, Tom, what are your thoughts, insights, analysis on this annual 97.5 The Fanatic knockout tournament? Do we see any on-air personalities? They're, they're still alive. I'm seeing a few air balls, that's for sure. Now, if Devon Givens were here, I don't not see Devon. Right. Well, he's back at the studio. Oh, whoa, ready whoa. To Sixers post, president post Chris Heck is out there. He's yeah. alive. Yeah, so it is a very long line, and everybody knows, I think, at this stage how lockout is played. These are free throws attempted. If you don't make it, you have to race in there and try to get a put back before the next contestant makes it. And so there's a little bit of uh, footwork involved. You have to hustle in there, and there's some intense competition. Many of the on-air callers are involved, is right? I think uh, the bro from the morning show is, uh, is still standing strong from what I can tell. Saw Tyrone Johnson out there. It might just be the bro and uh, perhaps weekend man Zach Gelb among the dignitaries and representatives from our flagship radio station. Dignitaries. <laughs> A loosely used <laughs> term, if there ever were one. Let's see what Heck can do. He's uh, third in line here. Sleeves are rolled up. Scott O'Neill, usually a part of this. Typically a strong contender. The Heck torch to the line. A pride of Villanova. Free throw. Oh, just a bit short, and he is back with a free throw. Got it. <laughs> That's what happens when your game ends early. You get continuing knockout tournament. Is that a fast game? Play. I feel like your baseball career when I say yeah. time in a game, two hours <laughs> in a minute. I almost said when the Pelicans had their most recent game postponed because of rain. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a was, rain out. Are you kidding me? It's like when the fourth quarter rolled around, I think it seemed like they were ready to perhaps – Move north. Drive that bus to Brooklyn. Good night, Brian. Thank you. 76ers power their way to a 182 victory over the Pelicans. We'll talk more about it on the other side. Our final segment coming up with some highlights. And remember, Devon Givens will hang out for the post-post game show. we got to get a name for that segment of the evening on 97.5 The Fanatic. That's coming up in just a moment here on the Sixers Radio Network. Seventy Sixers Pelicans for the second and final time this season. A clash of two opposing All-Star starting centers in Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis. Sixers looking to continue a strong stretch of play, getting into the guts of this five-game homestand before the arrival of the All-Star break. Sixers setting the tone in a major way in the opening minutes. And Simmons with a rebound. Sixers punctuating these defensive stops with rebounds. And here's Simmons blowing by everybody for a layup. Davis and Liggins look at one another. It's not how we did it in Lexington. And a dunk by Ben Simmons. A very early indication that on this night, New Orleans would have very little 
answers for the Sixers offensive threats. Sixers force a timeout after they race the lead out to 14-2. And not too long after that, the Sixers margin would only inflate. Here's Simmons back out top, Dario. Three ball shot in the air. It's good. Take another timeout, New Orleans. The Sixers are leading 23-4. They're going to do exactly that. The Sixers are 9 of 10, and the crowd gives the Sixers a standing ovation. It was incredible. Aside from a few turnovers here and there, the Sixers so dominant and lights out on both ends of the floor. To start things off, they were up 32-14 to 14 after 12 minutes of play. Pelicans would score the first six points of the second quarter. Then J.J. Redick got in the action. He assisted on a Joel Embiid jam. Then he turned to his jump shot. It's J.J. Redick off the swing from the near side. Good. Embiid that time real briskly and succinctly out of the trap. They go to Dario up top and then to the near side. And it's a three ball by Redick, his first. Sixers got the lead back in hand and down the stretch of the first half. Joel Embiid still showing that despite going into tonight's game listed as questionable, he had a ton to give. And now the Sixers searching. Simmons picked up his dribble prematurely, and he's going to shoot it off the bank. No, but a slam by Embiid. Embiid follows it up and a two-hand throwdown. Sixers led it 56-41 at intermission. They would then set the tone to begin the third quarter, much like they did at the outset of the first. There were signs of brief life for the Pelicans. They got it back inside of 20, were hanging around a little bit. It was 68-52, and then the Sixers collectively went into flat-out total takeover, put-the-darn-game-away mode. Here's Robert Covington. Here's Covington with a layup, and oh, the Pelicans ought to be ashamed. Nobody guarding Robert Covington. A layup line broke out. Come with a two-hand slam. Sixers lead by 22. Just one instance of the Sixers doing whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted to tonight. J.J. Redick further blew the game wide open. Here's T.J. on a dribble keep to the left corner. Redick three ball from there is good. And the Sixers are blowing out, blowing out the New Orleans Pelicans. Three threes for Redick. He's got 13. McConnell with the dish. 12-0 run. Sixers would go on to add six more points to that run, bridging the end of the third and start of the fourth quarters. They led 84-52 after three. It was their second largest margin of the scoreboard after three quarters this season and also of the Brett Brown coaching era after three quarters. In the fourth, only a couple of the starters would see some time in action. That would be J.J. Redick and Dario Scharch. The reserves got run the rest of the way, and the Sixers would very much convincingly knock off the Pelicans 100-82. Some final notes from the final stat sheet. Sixers 42% from the field. The Pelicans limited to 34.7% from the field. The Sixers defense amidst all the offensive highlights. So stingy, so airtight, and just on top of New Orleans throughout the evening. The Sixers 14-34 from outside the arc. New Orleans with eight three-pointers. Sixers dominated the glass plus 12 26 assists for the Sixers on 39 made baskets. They did commit 16 turnovers. They got that part of their game under control, particularly in the third quarter in which they outscored the Pelicans 28-11. Individual notes, we'll start with New Orleans' Anthony Davis. Pretty uh, subdued tonight. The Sixers and Joel Embiid keeping him in check. 14 points, 6 of 19 shooting, 8 rebounds. Joel Embiid, meanwhile, 
Leading the way for the 76ers is 27th, double-double of the season, tied for eighth most in the NBA, plus 33, with 24 and 16, 11 of 18 from the floor. He had his first six shots of the night, two of four overall, and uh, just brilliant tonight. One of the best games of his young 76ers career, and uh, some of these numbers from NBA Stats, the Sixers officially outscoring the Pelicans by 30 points in the 15 and a half minutes that Embiid and Davis were on the floor together. Embiid during that period had 18 points, Davis with four, Embiid 11 rebounds to Davis's three. So the starting center for Team Stefan in the All-Star game, Embiid handling the starter for Team LeBron, Davis. On this night, hopefully many more great matchups between the two budding studs to come. Also from the 76ers, Dario Sharch, 24 points, tying for a team high. Four of five from outside the arc for Dario. Five rebounds, four assists for him as well. Simmons in 25 minutes, 10 points, nine boards, eight dimes. 15 for J.J. Redick on six of ten shooting. Uh, three of six from three-point territory. Sixer starters were great tonight. Robert Covington was steady, eight points, three rebounds, two block shots, but he came up big on the defensive end. Wire-to-wire win for the 76ers. They're second in a row. They have not trailed at any points on this current homestand, which is now two games in. Sixers improved to 27-25 and 25 with the victory, while the Pelicans dropped to 28-26. and 26. They're now 1-5 since the DeMarcus Cousins injury. Tom McGinnis talked about this throughout the broadcast. Big scoring note from around the league. The Pistons losing at home 108-95 to the team that the Sixers will face next. Blake Griffin's old club, the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers pick up a win. They're vying for number eight out west. Sixers now up a game on Detroit for number eight in the east. Miami did win tonight. They're in front of the Sixers by a half game. So good stuff for the 76ers. They host the Clippers tomorrow night at 7.30. Pre-game coverage on some of our Sixers radio network affiliates beginning at 7.20. Big thanks to everyone involved in tonight's broadcast, Alan Yates, And Jay Gray back at the studio. Marty Dickerson here. One final update on the 97.5, the Fanatic Annual Knockout Tournament before we sign off. The bro standing strong. What do you think, Marty, about a dozen and a half are left? I'd say maybe about a dozen and a half people left on the court. So who knows? The bro could take the title. Now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. One final time, the final score. It was the Sixers 100, the Pelicans 82. Have a great rest of your Friday night from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.